Hello and welcome back to Six Figure Honey, a passive income and money mindset podcast. Today, we are going to dive into content creation and selling in your stories. What to post if you don't have any sales, what to post if you're just not getting traction with the algorithm. We're going to go over all of it. So if that sounds like your vibe, let's dive in. Good morning. It's actually four o'clock. I don't know why I'm saying good morning. I feel like I just start off the podcast a lot of times in the mornings, but I hope you beautiful people are having a wonderful day. I realized I have not given an update. I have done like goals throughout some of the podcasts. So if you're a return listener, one of the last goals that you maybe heard was that I wanted to hit $2,000 in my digital marketing business. And we've actually hit 3,490 something. So just under 3,500, which is absolutely mind-blowing and so freaking amazing. I'm just so beyond excited and it's, it doesn't feel real. Like I was talking to my fiance last night and I was like, this is how much I've made. And he goes, that's like a paycheck and a half. (laughs) Like it's, it's unreal. So my new goal is because we got to keep moving that threshold, right? If you're not growing, you're, if you're not growing, you're dying. Okay. Sorry. I thought I had a much better slogan off the top of my head, but if you're not growing, there's some quote about not growing. Anywho, (laughs) we're starting off really good here, guys, but my new goal is going to be $5,000 before February. And Today is the 22nd, 23rd, I lied. So we don't have a lot of time, but if you shoot for the moon, you will aim amongst the stars. I fully believe that you should always aim higher than what you, yeah, than what you think is possible. But with the caveat of like knowing that it's it could happen, like I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm, I want to make a million dollars by February 1st because I just genuinely to my core can't believe that. But part of me can believe that I could make $5,000 before February 1st. It's a stretch, but it's like a good amount of stretching. So, but that is the update. That is where we have hit. We're up to 18 Spotify followers. I don't know Apple because I don't keep track of their metrics, but it's, it's just amazing. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that this brand has been growing and that we've been making money and that I've been helping you make money and grow. And what a freaking fun time to be alive, y'all. So let's dive into today, to today's topic. You've heard me ramble on long enough. So today we are going over content creation, especially for digital marketing girlies. That's a lot of people who listen to this are in the digital marketing world. So we'll cover some of that, but I will give just general content creation tips as well, especially for personal brands. Even if you're like um, a business coach, manifestation coach, any kind of coach or service provider on Instagram, and that's how you run your business, these will be helpful for you as well. And then we're going to dive into selling through your stories, how stories can be such a goldmine for you. They have been for me, and it's been amazing because Instagram reach has been severely down I feel like the last few weeks my engagement really my engagement rate has gone up but my reach has gone down it doesn't make a lot of sense but that's why it's so important now more than ever 
to have quality content because it's just getting more and more competitive and things are constantly changing. So if you're not constantly putting the best content out there, it's just not going to get seen. And I hate to say that because I know there's so many people who work so hard on their content and it's not getting seen. So we're going to dive into how to create content that gets engagement so that even if you are having terrible reach with the algorithm, even if you guys are at war right now, um, you're still going to get some traction because that's the goal is I would rather have slow growth than no growth. So that's what we're going to get into today. Starting off with content creation, one of the biggest things that is very helpful for creating powerful content is your story. And I know you've probably heard this before. If you are in the digital marketing world, if you've ever taken a social media course, people always talk about going back to your why and telling your story and being vulnerable with your audience. Um, it's not fluffy advice, guys. And I was talking to a friend today. We did, I had a Zoom call with one of my friends today and we were going, we kind of discussed like, Sometimes we know exactly what we need to do, but we just don't do it. And I know that I really used to struggle with that in the past. I've really trained myself to get better and better at it, which is I used to kind of just fly by the seat of the by the seat of my pants. Like I know what to do, so I'm just going to throw something together with the general ideas put in place and I'm just going to post and see how it does. And that has gotten me to a certain point, but now I have to really level up because it's the marketplace is just getting more and more competitive with really good content. So your story is there's an exercise that I love. I learned this in Simply Passive and I think it's really powerful, especially if you actually take the time to do it. That's a, such a big part of it is I feel like me especially and other people have you have all of the pieces to the puzzle. You know exactly what you're supposed to do, but you don't put them all together. So today we're going to focus on putting all the pieces together and creating really awesome content. If you've tried to learn about how to make good content, you've probably heard a lot of the tips before, but we're really going to break it down and get into actionable steps of exactly how to do that. So one of the exercises that I love that I learned from Simply Passive is the you and I statements. So write out 10 statements that have to do with you that tell your story. How did you get started with your business? What was a hard um, emotion you overcame in your business? What was um, a success that you didn't think would be a success? What really review your journey? So one of the pieces of content that's done really well for me is I talk about, I've posted it actually as a carousel and I posted it as a reel and in both formats they've done, it's done really well. And I talk about how I, I went from thinking digital marketing was a total scam to getting my first sale. And then in my carousel, I say cue girly squeal because it's fun to throw in little bits of personality. Whenever you can add little snippets here and there, it makes your content stick out so much more. And we're going to dive into that too, like how to if something is trending, it's okay to use it for inspiration, but you really want to tweak it so that people remember yours more than they remember other people's. So there was one that I put, like, you maybe maybe you've seen the content that's like, um, especially if you're in digital marketing, you've probably seen this, like, how's your little business going in quotation marks? And then they put all of the success and milestones that they've hit. So in mine, 
to make it a little different and to stand out, I kind of make a joke at that or a poke fun at the, like nobody talks to me that way. <laughs> so I think it's funny when people say, how's your little business going? It's like, I don't know anybody who would speak to me that way. Uh, maybe I'm very lucky, but but yeah, so I put in mine, instead of just how's your little business going, I put how's your teeny tiny little insignificant business going? Because that is so much more memorable than what everybody else has. It's also kind of pokes fun and shows off that I I do have a little bit of a sense of humor about it. I have this one troll that is always in my comments and even he was like laughing at it and was like, okay, that's actually pretty funny. So I was like, oh, you're back. What's up? But yeah, so taking time to create content and making it your own is really freaking powerful. But you guys already know I'm ADHD. I was going to apologize for it, but this is this is the show, y'all. So going back to telling your story, writing out these statements and put them in your note section. I personally like to write on a hard piece of paper. Um, so I'll write them down and journal out ideas that I have um, for my story and what were moments that I almost didn't start? What were moments that I decided to start? Let's go back even further. What were the reasons I didn't start? And I really, in a lot of my stuff that gets a lot of comments is content about how I didn't want to start because I've started so many other side hustles that have made no money, that have made zero money. And I didn't want to start another thing that was going to just be a waste of money. And I dive into how I told myself I should just really just be saving. And then I saw somebody blow up with how much money they were making. And I thought, F it, like, fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all in on this business. And it, and it worked out. So that's part of my story. And so many other people were like, oh my gosh, yes, I have started. I have tried everything. I have done Etsy. I've done UGC. I've done all of these other side hustles. And I almost didn't start this because I've started so many other projects and never finished them or I've quit them because I wasn't seeing results. That is a huge part of it is relatability if you want to get that engagement. And a lot of that does come from telling your story because here's the thing. It's going to sound bad, but a lot of human experiences aren't new right? Everybody has had the feeling of starting something and being afraid that they're going to fail at it. Everybody has had the feeling of worrying about what other people are going to think because of their people's opinions of them. People have for a lifetime. So even if that person hasn't had that exact experience, like that exact, their, their story doesn't quite match yours, they've probably felt that feeling before that emotion that you're talking about. And that is what makes your story relatable. There was another one that I put up that um, was part of my story. And I said, I have a confession to make. Um, I didn't tell my fiance about this business. And then I end it with, and now he's my biggest cheerleader because that's true. That is my experience. I didn't want to tell him. The only reason he knew is because he can always tell when I'm like, I'm on a new project or I'm on some mission because I'm like, hyper fixated and I'm like okay dinner was good I gotta go and I like run into the other room and I get on my laptop and I just start typing ferociously and he's like okay what are you doing like what are you working on now like it's past it's after five like I know you're not working on your nine to five job what's going on 
And so I told him and he was like, oh, okay, cool. Like he didn't say too much about it. He wasn't like, that's stupid. But he also wasn't like, oh my gosh, that's the most amazing thing ever. But he's like, oh, wow. Okay. That's really cool. And so I really hadn't updated him on it. And then I started making money and I started telling him and sharing the experience with him and saying like, I just made, I remember my first $400. Oh, I made over $400 in one day. And I told him, I said, I made over $400 today. And then while we were on vacation, I was like, oh my gosh, I just hit it. I've made over $2,000 already. And then last night we were talking and that's when we had the conversation of, oh my gosh, like that's a more than my paycheck is what I just made. So he is now my biggest cheerleader. He has been like, I'm so proud of you. You're killing it. You're kicking ass right now. And it's really fun. So getting to share that story with people was so relatable because so many people in the comments, so many people were like, I didn't tell my loved ones either. I didn't tell my husband. I still haven't told my husband, but maybe I should. Like everyone was like just spilling their little hearts out in the comments because first off, I opened the gate. I, I said, it's okay. It's okay. If you haven't told your loved ones before, it's not, you don't have to hold shame in that. You don't have to be embarrassed by that. That's a normal thing to not want to tell somebody about a new business because you don't want the bad energy coming back or you don't want their doubts or their questions or whatever it is, whatever your reason is, that's a totally normal thing. Right. So having that story was really relatable. And this is where paying attention to conversations that you're having with other people is really important because that piece of content was actually inspired from conversations that I had had in my DMs with other digital marketers of, oh my gosh, I don't think I could like, yeah, I'm not going to tell my husband or one, one girl, what up Whitney, um, was like, I wasn't going to tell my husband, but then I just couldn't lie to him or not tell him. So I, I told him, and this is the name we're coming up with and all of these things. And it was so, it was so fun. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a normal, I'm hearing this over and over again. This is a, such a normal feeling, but I think it's something that a lot of people really don't want to say out loud. And that's where things get really powerful. So going back to your story, think back of of just situations where you've been talking to somebody and you've been like, oh my gosh, me too. If you have a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I started the same way. I was scared the same way. I was excited by this the same way. I followed the same person. If there's somebody, if there's something like that, other people have probably had that experience as well. And that is what's going to get people commenting on your posts. And that's another piece of engagement that I've really been focused on is I haven't told people to share or save recently or follow or do any of that. I've been asking people to engage in the comments because what I'm really focused right now on is not necessarily growth, but nurturing my audience and building a true community. And that happens when you share your stories in the comments and you get to know people and their whys and why they are starting this business, not starting this business, why they thought this story was interesting, if they've had this thought before. Getting to know them on a deeper level is what creates that community and that trust. So right now, my focus hasn't really been on creating content that's going to grow. It's been focusing on content that is going to create engagement. Now, if you want to get shares and saves aspirational content is some of the best ones. If you're in a growth period, it's better. So everybody always has this conversation of like, should you niche up or should you niche down? And I think there's, I think it's an ebb and flow of both of 
speaking to a wider audience and then speaking to a much narrower audience, right? So my content about like, how's your little business doing? And then I show the numbers that I've made or the, like, that's obviously going to hit other digital marketers, but it's going to hit people who want, who have had other side hustles or who want to um, make money online, right? So, but then if I do just a general, like, um, I don't know, I think I did one that was like plot twist. Um, I'm not the girl who aspires to be everything or I'm not the girl that aspires to love what she does every day. I am her, right? So general content like that, general inspirational content is going to be at a wider audience and you're going to attract, it's going to get pushed out to more people. Whereas when you start to niche down, like you're going to hit specific people, but then you are going to start to grow. Does that make sense? So I think it's an ebb and flow of both. I don't think all of your content has to be so super niche. Like I am talking to women with two kids and ADHD who have a dog and love coffee. Like it doesn't have to be, not every piece of content has to be that specific. It's good to have an ebb and flow of different types of content like that. So the other thing that I love is that I learned this from Simply Passive. I also talk about it in my stories that sell course um, or guide. And um, it's switching between you and I content. So what I mean is I, I was so nervous to tell my fiance about my business, right? And then switch that up that for another piece of content. You're nervous to tell your loved ones about this business, but you know it's going to change your life. But you know, once they see how much money you're making, they won't care, right? Or I have one that did really well where it was just like, at first people will doubt you and then they'll ask if you're hiring, right? So that's really powerful because it's like, um, or they'll ask how you did it. And that's true to my story. Like, instead of saying um, people doubted me at first, but now they're asking how I did it. So you can create a lot of different content when you just switch out the you and the I. And why this is really powerful is because when you say, I did this, this is my experience, it builds a lot of trust with people. And it tells people, hey, I've been there before, I get it, and I can relate to you. And then whenever you use the you content, like you're doing X, Y, and Z, it makes people feel like, oh my gosh, this person is like in my head, they have the answers, right? They get me. So it's really cool to be able to switch in between that type of content because you can post you can get like three or four types of content out of that just by changing up the wording of your content, right? Instead of saying, I aspire to be the woman who wakes up every day and loves what she does, you could say, imagine being the woman who wakes up and loves what she does every day. And that's like, you could put one in a carousel or a stagnant post and then one in a reel, right? So using similar types of content to create more types of content. I'm a huge, I'm a lazy girly at heart. I'll just be honest. I'm so, I, I work smarter. I do not work harder. I, if I can slow down and recreate something, I'm going to do that, especially if it does well. Like I was telling you that carousel that I totally, I went from thinking digital marketing was a total scam to making my first sale. I, I was like, oh, this did really well. People really connected with this. I got a lot of links. 
clicks. It got a lot of, I think it hit the explore page. So we're going to just turn this into a carousel and see how it does. Did great. So repurposing content and reformatting content is a really easy way to keep getting powerful content. Now I want to dive into taking trending content or popular content and making it your own because I see so many people just copy and paste it straight from what they've been seeing. And this is, again, I mentioned this earlier, but we're going to dive into this topic a little bit more now, is I, I see people copying and pasting. And when you do that, I don't know who you are. I can't tell a difference between the last person that posted this and you posting it. Now, I will say when something works and people like something, it's going to take a while for them to get annoyed with it. So you have a good window of time to keep on the trend and it's still going to be relatable and people are going to like it. But the way to separate, sorry, I'm readjusting my seating, um, but the way that people are going to stick to it is by doing what I talk, talked about and tweaking things just a little bit. Or one of the one of the pieces of content that I made that did really well was like, instead of just, you know, how there's a, how I went from this to this, I just added like fire emojis. And I said, how I went from this to this real quick in like all caps. And just that small tweak makes it so much more interesting and so much more dynamic because first off the wording real quick, like, okay, I want that. I want results to happen like that. That's most people want things immediately. We're instant gratification people um, at our core. So when you can add that and then some little emojis to separate, to make your content look just slightly different. And I think this is where a lot of people, I was actually having this conversation today of like, a lot of the content looks the same on here. Like, how do I stand out? And it's like, you, so many people think, oh my gosh, I have to make these crazy designs or I have to really do the opposite of what people are doing. And making small tweaks can honestly make that difference. It can make the change. You don't have to use crazy fonts. You don't have to use crazy designs. Um, you can use similar types of content, but if you just make those small tweaks that most people aren't making, um, you're going to see your content is going to stick and resonate so much more with people, right? So there was one that I posted to about you know, a lot of people give advice and a lot of times people try to pose themselves as experts. And um, sometimes I hate that kind of content because I think it honestly just makes people feel bad. That's a whole other tangent that we honestly might go on later. But for right now, one of the pieces of content that I made was, um, you know, in quotations, like the algorithm isn't pushing out my stuff. What does that mean? And I put one, um, your content isn't getting good engagement too, it absolutely means it means nothing. The easiest problem to solve is just deciding that there is no problem. I think I heard that from Alex Hermosi. Um, I quote him so much on here. I've just been really getting diving deep into the Alex Hermosi content recently. But um, but I just thought that was such a powerful thing to say because you can say like, oh my gosh, this is such a problem and be so hyper fixated on it. Or you can say, oh, it probably doesn't mean anything especially if it's like, I don't know, you're working really hard, you're doing all of the things. Don't make it mean something. Just keep posting and just keep learning and just keep growing. Don't worry about what the algorithm is or isn't doing. And here's another thing that I've realized too that people don't really quite understand, and I probably should make a piece of content on this. The algorithm doesn't care what you post. 
it really doesn't care about your content at all. Um, as long as it's not like super scammy or spammy and even those get through sometimes, but the, the algorithm doesn't care. What it cares about is how people interact with your content. So if people aren't interacting with your content, then the algorithm isn't going to push it out. That's just as simple as that. Even if it's only pushing it out a little bit. So like I mentioned, like my engagement is really good. It's like over 10% right now um, of accounts reached. But what hasn't been great is my reach. So just because the algorithm isn't pushing something out doesn't mean it's not, doesn't always mean it's not good. It doesn't mean it's not good content. And I've posted, I'll just give a good example. I had a TikTok go viral on TikTok. I then posted it on Instagram to a different account, went viral, like my most viral post on that account. I posted it to my personal account, crickets. It got like 2,000 views. But I had been proven by TikTok and Instagram that this was a viral good piece of content. But for whatever reason, the time of day I posted, the people that it hit that day, it just wasn't there. And so you don't always have to make things the problem. Sometimes they just are. But just going back to um, creating content that's slightly different than what's trending right now. So instead of copying and pasting, Think about like, what could I add to this or what could I take away? How could I make this funny? How could I make this more dramatic? How could I make this less dramatic? How could I add a plot twist to this? How could I change the ending to this story? How could I start differently from this story? Actually, maybe do ending because if you start differently, then it's not quite as obvious what that piece of content is going to be um, and you lose the trend. So people kind of have to recognize like, oh, this is going to be, oh, this is going to be one of those pieces of content that's going to tell me how much money she made, right? So one of my other friends, she was like, I'm going to get super real. This has been my journey. And she goes, month one, zero, month two, zero, month, month three, zero, all the way down to month five where she made $18. And it got so it went viral. It got so many likes. It got so many comments. It got so much love. And I thought that that was so amazing because so many people were like, thank you so much for your honesty. Um, more people need to hear this. And some of the people commenting were not other digital marketers. And then there was one mean comment and I'm not going to go into it, but whoever that was um, sucks. <laughs> it's so not, I hate it when people give unsolicited advice because the comment was like, um, this isn't okay. Like if you're making this kind of content and it's not going anywhere for that long of a time you're doing something wrong it's like okay well no sometimes you're not doing something wrong sometimes you're just in the process of learning and seeing what's working but the fact that you keep showing up and keep doing it is what matters so i absolutely hate that mentality like well you're obviously there's something wrong with your content and it's like okay well it's not for a lack of trying it's not like I'm not posting and I'm wondering what's happening. It's like, no, I'm posting all the time. I'm reading all of the books. I'm doing all of the things and I'm working and I'm learning as I go. Not everybody starts with viral content. Not everybody hits those marks right away. Not everybody figures out what works for them right away. Right. And that's why we see so much of this conflicting content online is because what works for somebody doesn't work for another person. So sometimes people use SEO 
like keyword stuffing, quote unquote, on in their content. And then they'll put a bunch of SEO at the bottom. And then some people use three hashtags and they're like, I don't have to do SEO stuffing. My my content gets pushed out with three hashtags or no hashtags, or I don't use trending audio. So that's why it can be really hard to just play around with things and do it for a long enough period of time to actually get data back that's telling you, hey, this isn't working. What I think a lot of people do and a big mistake that people make is pushing out content once and it doesn't work. And then they're like, okay, well, I have to try something new now. It's like, try it again. Just see, like, if you think it's a good piece of content and you d- you're really not sure why it didn't go viral, r- keep tweaking it until it does. Like, go over it again and be like, okay, what, could I use a stronger hook here? Could I use, you know, a quicker, could the, the video start off with a quicker movement that's going to keep people's attentions? Can I zoom in a little bit in the middle of the video so that it, there's some extra movement there that keeps people's eyes on my content and super engaged, right? So think of content that's like review your content and especially if it did really well, review it and see what it did and use it over and over again and just recreate that formula. But so many people will be like, oh, it didn't. I tried, I remember I've had conversations with people like this where I've been like, oh, well, I saw somebody post this and it, it did really well and it's because of X, Y, and Z. And they'll be like, yeah, I think I posted one like that, but it didn't get anything. It's like, well, did you just post it the one time? Did you go back and review it? Did you think about the time of day? Did you think about the audio you used? Did you think about what the caption, what the hooks were? Like, really take the time to to do your content because when you just throw things up there, and I've been so guilty of this myself, when you just throw things up there um, because you saw somebody else throw that same piece of content up there and you hope and you're like, oh my gosh, well, this went viral for them. So it's got to go viral for me. It's just not always the case. And then you really haven't learned how to create good content. That is the other thing with these courses and in learning what, learn how to make good content because that is a skill. And the better and better you get at that, at that skill, the more valuable it becomes because you're going to be able to get organic growth from your content. You're going to get um, viral content. You're going to attract ideal customers with your with your content. So that is the ultimate goal: is to get good at content creation. Now, another piece of content that I don't think enough people take advantage of that is very easy to do and manufacture. Um, I learned about it. It's called manufactured content, and or that's the name of it. But you've probably seen it everywhere, right? It's like these challenges of like you know, I did this. So I posted one where I said I deleted bots for seven days and here's what happened. Right. And it did really well. It's still doing well because I have heard this debate of whether or not you should delete bot followers. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to take a week and I'm just going to, we're not going to focus our worry on growth. We're going to focus on nurturing our audience, like I mentioned before. So I'm just going to go through and I'm going to get rid of these bot followers because I don't care about hitting 5k followers right now. I care about getting sales and I care about making money at this point and getting and building a community that's going to trust me and, and that I can really help. So we're going to focus on getting rid of these bot followers and seeing what that does. And what it, and then I just shared my experience in that reel and why it did really well is because I told people, I asked the question, like, is this a waste of time? 
do you do this? Like practice, is this, drop a heart if you thought that this was helpful. Like I push people to my comments. That's what I've been doing for the past week and it has worked tremendously, especially with the low reach that I've been getting. It, before it was like, I was in the hundreds and I had gone from being like two to 3000 views average all the way to being down in the hundreds. And so I was like, okay, I really need to focus on like good content. I need engagement. I need people commenting. I need people saving it, sharing it, liking it. Like I really need engagement here. So that's what I did was buckle down and focused on things that are going to get really good engagement and are going to create conversation. Now, why this one is really easy to do and good to do is just take a controversial topic. If you hear that there is a big debate on, or if you get frustrated and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know who to listen to. Set five days aside, do one piece of advice and report it, right? Say I posted reels two to three times a day for five days and these are my results, right? And what's so amazing about that is you, that's, this is content that is going to be really sticky because First off, people are going to give their opinion on whether or not you should post two to three reels a day. Some people are going to chime in in your comments and say, "Um, I heard that the biggest accounts only get one reel a day, right? Or I post two to three reels a day, but like people are going to start sharing their opinions on that topic, right? Because it's already kind of controversial. But instead of saying like, I'm an expert in this, when people, because that's the other thing that I, that I knew was like, I only have... I think 1200 followers right now on Instagram. So I was like, I can't say like, this is how you grow your Instagram. Because if I saw that piece of content and I went to your Instagram and I saw that you had 1200 followers, I would need more proof. I would be like, did this happen in 10 days? Like, why are you touting that you are so such an expert on growth when you don't have any growth yourself? And so this is a way to create content about a topic and show that, I'm trying things, I'm experimenting, and this is the results that I've gotten. Um, And you're going to start attracting people who are interested in that topic as well, right? So this is a bit of a longer episode, so I'm going to try to keep it a little bit shorter. But next, I do want to talk about creating stories and what kind of content needs to go into your stories, because that is where you get your sales. That is where I've gotten, like, I would say 90% of my sales come from people who have watched my stories. And this is because... There is, originally it was called the rule of seven and people have to see an advertisement seven times before they will think about buying that product. Today, especially with social media, that has gone, that number has gone up to like hundreds of people have to see your content and your touch points hundreds of times before they want to buy, before they want to buy from you. So when you can post in your stories, your content, not selling, not pushing and saying like, Uh, I have a whole course or a whole guide on this if you want to learn more about what to post in your stories and what not to. I go so, so in-depth and then there's an audio version you can listen to. So it'll be like listening to the body, listening to the podcast, honestly. But whenever you're posting in your stories, the reason it's so powerful is because first off, they link directly to your DM. So if somebody has a question, they can just respond to your story and say, I want to know how to get started, Right. The other thing is that you can put links in your content that says exactly like that links directly to your product. Now, I will say this isn't a huge mistake I see people making, but it is a 
mistake that I see people making, and that is linking just to their general website or the main page of their stand store and not the specific product that they are promoting, right? So if I'm promoting Simply Passive, I'm linking directly to Simply Passive. I'm not just linking to my stand store. So if you got that right, you're doing great. Um, if you're not doing that, you really need to because the less clicks that people can make or have to take the less the fewer steps they have to take the more likely they're going to take those few steps right people are we're instant gratification the other thing i would say is if you don't have paypal signed up on your um with your store i highly recommend it like just thinking of my personal journey i love paypal because i hate having to go find my credit card if I have to go find a credit card, I'm probably going to be like, oh, I'll just do it later. And then I don't do it later or I do it months later. So having PayPal, huge key. This isn't sponsored or anything. Just big fan. Um, right. So going back to your stories and why they're so important. So this is why, just to prove like how important these are, I've been talking about how I'm not focused on my growth right now. I'm focused on nurturing. And my biggest goal the past few weeks has been getting my story views up because they were around 60. I've gotten them up to over 200 um, and getting my engagement up because that also helps get your views up, right? The more people that are engaging with your stuff, the more likely they're going to see your content. And what that also means is that they're going to see your content other places as well. So you're more likely to pop up on their feed as well when you do go to post content. So I've kind of laid off posting content until I can build up this, like I've started posting one time a day until I can build up this engagement in my stories and nurture this community that I'm building. Um, and then that way we can kind of snowball it into stuff or into more sales and more growth and all of that. So the biggest thing that I've done to create, to increase that story engagement, part of it was getting rid of bot followers. I don't need bots watching my stuff. They don't watch it anyways. So I need that engagement rate to be good. The other thing is doing simple engagement stickers. So many people I see use engagement stickers wrong. There's a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. And again, I dive into this more in my stories, but I don't want to make this like an hour long podcast. So um, using simple stories like one word answers on a poll is great. Um, I don't really do question boxes unless it's a really good question. Or I have, like, I did one today that's like, where are you from, right? That's a really, people love talking about themselves. They want to share more about themselves. So that one is really, sorry, is really good. Um, so using simple, easy to answer engagement stickers, where they really don't have to think too much, has really increased my views. So starting off with those engagement stickers as well. I am really quick with my stories. I will create a story, save it and then create my next slide on my story, save it, create my next slide, save it, so that when I go to post, I can upload everything all at once so that there's not a delay where it's like, okay, I posted this, and then two minutes later, I posted this, and then three minutes later, the next story comes. The other thing has been posting less in my stories. I used to do like 10 to 15 stories, um, and then I started, I started lowering that down, and I started expanding the time that I would post in between my stories. So I used to post probably every two, one to two hours. Um, and if I really wanted to post something, I would just post it and I wouldn't care about when my last story was. And so I stopped doing that. And I, I wait 
hours before posting. So I've really tried to slow down and let people see my content and being very, very strategic and very specific with what goes in my stories. Um, I don't post my reels or my, um, my content to my stories. Um, I just don't think that it's worth it. I don't think it gets that much better reach by doing that. Um, and that's just me, but that's what I've experienced, especially when I'm trying to get my engagement up. Right now, my, my goal is to get more story views and more engagement with my stories so that people click the links in my stories to buy more products, right? That's the whole goal. And so in this, um, in my stories guide, I, that's, how I, that's exactly how I break it up. I say, part one, we're going to focus on getting your engagement up, getting your story views up. And then the second part, okay, now that you've done that and your story views are up and you know exactly what to do, here's how you're going to sell and here's the type of content you're going to post. Because I hate to say it, as much as I love Simply Passive's design and I think it's great, I have seen those generic pre-created templates so many times and I think they serve a purpose. But if you're trying to grow your story views, those generic type of um, templated stories just aren't they're not going to cut it because people have probably seen it before. So that's just a hot, a hot little tip. Um, but I, again, I don't want to make this like an hour long, even though I could go on for days about content creation and stories. So if you want to hear more about this, let me know if you want a part two. Um, and if you're impatient, like I am, you can grab either. Uh, I have two courses. I have Insta sales and growth. So that goes over everything that goes over content creation. It goes over these little hacks, um, to boost your engagement, create content. And then I have, um, six figure stories, which is all about how to grow your story views, your engagement and create sales and monetize your stories because that is where most money is made. And if you're getting lower story views, I promise you, it's it does not take long to grow them. You just need to take the time and do the steps and the sequences that I talk about in that book. But I love you all so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I, I got a DM today about from a beautiful gal. I don't know why I said gal. Just it's such a beautiful soul saying like that she loved the podcast. So hearing from you guys makes my freaking day like I I just can't even express it like I I don't know um so if you are if you're liking the podcast I would love for you to go rate it on Spotify give it a review on Apple Podcasts whichever place you get your podcasts um follow me on Instagram DM me let me know if you like the episode what more you would like to see any questions you have um, I'm obsessed with you and I, and I just want to know more about you. So, um, yeah, that's all for today. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful week and I'll see you next time.